calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. On this episode, we have Madison. I saw her on TikTok, and she does ghost tours in Savannah. And of course, with us being in Atlanta, we hear about how haunted Savannah is all the time. So we're so excited to bring her on and hear all about Savannah. Madison, how are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful. I am so excited to talk about ghosts, my favorite thing in the entire world, so. Heck yeah, I love that. We have been patiently for a year, week after week, getting these stories of ghosts, and we're all somewhat skeptic. We've grown in a lot of different ways over the past year, but still super excited to hear these stories. We love to ask this question. If you believe in ghosts, what's your scale or how do you rate yourself? So zero being like, you don't believe in ghosts at all. 10, you are ready to get a tattoo of the hauntings that you've had because you believe in them so much. Where would you rate I, yourself? I am like an 11. I, <laughs> I can't even tell you how much I believe in ghosts just because like I grew up in a haunted house down in Florida so I've been experiencing spirits since probably the age of two years old. And then I moved to Savannah and it just got amplified. So absolutely. And definitely would get a ghost tattoo. So if anybody has cool ghost tattoo designs, let me know. So Madison, you said that you had hauntings before you moved to Savannah. Can you tell us about some of your earliest um, experiences with the supernatural? Yeah. So, um, the earliest experience I had was when I was two years old. My grandmother actually ended up passing away that year. And so I had no recollection of her whatsoever. And I apparently would tell my parents that grandmommy, which is what she would have wanted me to call her, came to visit me last night and they're like, excuse me. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, uh, she comes in through the light in my window and she'll come in and ask me like, how you guys are doing? Like how I'm doing. She'll just like talk to me for a while. And I did that until I was seven and I was able to tell my parents 
uh, facts about my grandmother that I would have no idea about. And so like, cause she passed away of alcoholism. Like I wouldn't have known that as a, a toddler. So <laughs> the fact that I knew that was like mind blowing, but another crazy just experience was when, um, in my room in particular, the, I had the most active room if you will. And so I had three spirits that lived in my room. They were like a family. They were very protective over me as a child. And so when I uh, would sleep at night, I would often get woken up by someone grabbing onto my shoulders and shaking me and saying, wake up. And then when I turned around, no one's there. So after a while, I just kind of pieced it together. I'm like, okay, well, this is not normal. This doesn't happen to everyone. So this is definitely goes. So it was just a lot of just um, very vivid uh, interactions anytime I'd have one when I was living in Florida. And you said that that happened with your grandmother up to the age of seven. So are you able to remember that like vividly now? All those oh, yeah. occurrences? Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I still have that sensitivity to this day. It's kind of morphed more into uh, clairaudience than uh, clairvoyance in that way. And so, um, but yeah, like I, I remember my grandmother's face and I remember her sitting in my room with me when I was a child. And at that time, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, my grandmother came to visit me. But now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> So what is clairaudience? Uh, so clairaudience is uh, more so you can hear things. Like uh -huh. I do see spirits every once in a while. It's less full figured in the way that, you know, like I don't see a full face. Like if I see someone, it's usually a shadowy form mm -hmm. and I get intuition with like colors or, uh, facial features that come to my mind, but I can't see it in my face, but I can often hear spirits and they can talk to me. So. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. This is kind of a out of the box or out of what we're talking about, but um, what is your, uh, what are they called? Zodiac sign. Oh, wow. Well, how did oh, I I'm that? a Leo. <laughs> okay. I guess I was reading something today that like different signs can have different, like what's the general term, term of Claire audience, like Claire, so there's clairvoyance, there's clairaudience and something else. Right. Yeah. I can never remember them, but I was reading something that like your, your Zodiac sign can influence that. Like the, all the water signs can be very clairvoyant, I think, mm -hmm. but I'd be interested if there's like a correlation yeah. there. Okay. So wait, we did a, a, <laughs> a scale one to 10 on ghost skepticism. What is your scale one to 10 on Zodiac signs? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say it's like an eight or so. Like, I definitely think there's some truth to it, but I know some people do get like really into the, um, like it can predict future events and stuff. Like I don't go that far into yeah. it because I really don't believe the stars can like, you know, <laughs> predict yeah. something like that. But like, I definitely think there's some truth to, you know, like having, uh, different people born at different times have certain personality traits or certain purposes in life. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, cause I do definitely believe there's like a bigger plan ahead, you know? So maybe that makes it a better way to organize that is through the Zodiac. So, you know, right. Yeah. Now you said that your home was haunted. Did other people in your family also experience 
events with the supernatural? Yes. Um, so my sister and I have this one experience that we never knew each other both had until about two years ago. So uh, we both had this very strange fear of sleeping with the door open to our bedroom, like always had to have the door closed, always had to have it locked. And so we found out a, a couple of years ago when we were just talking about it casually, I told her, I was like, the reason why I I kind of had that fear is because I would often, while I was asleep, I'd look over to my door frame and standing there would be a tall man in a black hat mm -hmm. and he'd be staring at me while I slept. And then he'd walk and he'd walk over to my sister's towards my sister's room. And she's like, that is the same reason why I have that fear because we both had that man staring at us. We saw it like to a T like we were both able to describe exactly the same like creature but neither of us had known that we both had seen that entity which i just think is crazy now have you looked fair. up um have you looked online at the hat man because we've heard other guests describe that kind of shadowy hat man figure before no i have not looked it up yeah it's is, a, i guess I like a super a supernatural phenomenon that um a lot of people have experienced. So you might want to look up uh, shadow man, hat man. If you Google that kind of stuff, you'll find some interesting images. I'd be curious to know if it matches what you saw as a child, what these other people have seen yeah. as well. We've had a lot of people come on and tell us about that uh, in different forms, but it's usually a tall shadowy figure with a hat. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe it. I totally believe that it, because it was, it was the worst vibes too. Like it just made you like feel super uneasy. So if it's like a common thing, I could totally see that. Did he ever like try to communicate or anything like that? Or just basically stood there and stared over you? N no, never tried to communicate. Never tried to like, seem like he had a purpose. It was literally, yeah, exactly that. He literally just stared and I'm like, that's so bizarre. Was there any real trauma in that home or, or as far as you know, was it just a normal home? It was a pretty normal home. Um, my family, like my immediate family, definitely very, um, you know, normal family. My parents had a lot of trauma growing up, so I don't know if they, you know, might have brought something with them. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, yeah, my parents have a really wonderful relationship with each other they both have really wonderful relationships with uh, me and my sister so I don't know it's it's really strange and I but I do say that it could be a part of the fact that the land that the house is built upon has a lot of trauma itself mm -hmm. um, because we built our house on this big open plot of land um, in Florida over kind of in this marshy area and so uh, when I researched into it, there ended up actually, uh, how, there was a lot of different stories that came up about uh, different Native American tribes that had lived near that land. And so I think a lot of that could come from people who might've been there. They might've been through trauma with colonization and whatnot in Florida. So it's quite possible that when we built our house that we stirred it back up a little bit. Speaking of land that has experienced trauma, I, I can't think of many more places other than Savannah that have had, you know, more kind of historical trauma with it being one of the first slave ports. 
-hmm. in America and, you know, problems with disease and uh, high death rates. Could you kind of, as, as like a tour guide, could you kind yeah. of like talk us through first, like historically what has happened in Savannah's history uh, before we get into the paranormal there? Yeah, you're very drawn to like traumatic land areas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I love history. I think it's super interesting, but Savannah is definitely been a city that's gone through a lot more so than any other place um, in the South, at least. Uh, just because we've had fires, um, most of Savannah has burned down at least twice, <laughs> um, especially in 1820. That's kind of the year that really changed the face of Savannah forever because we had the, fi the Great Fire of Savannah in 1820, literally ravished the entire town. They barely made it back from that. But also in 1820, they had the largest yellow fever epidemic. Now, I mean, they were having yellow fever outbreaks every 20 years, but that year it killed uh, the most amount of people, which is crazy. It actually ended up killing 666 people, which is why it's referred to as the devil's disease now. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and that was just a brutal way to die in general. So, um, because like, by the time that you were starting to get flu-like symptoms, you were already too far and gone, and you were lucky if you made it past three days. Oh, oh my so, God. Yeah, and it was brutal. And also just the people who died from it really didn't get any kind of ceremonious um, burials. They literally just got thrown into mass graves because they needed to get rid of the bodies because people didn't, we weren't as advanced in our medical system then mm -hmm. so uh people believed that the bodies what were spreading the uh illness but really it was because we had just had this fire and when rain came in and all to these uh de derelict buildings and whatnot it made it the perfect breeding ground for mosquitoes which was what was transmitting mm. yellow fever we know now but so, uh, yeah, they literally, they would take your body after you died, your family would take your body and put you out on the front porch for the body man to come oh, pick oh you gosh. up and put you in a giant hole, which I'm like, that's crazy. That's like the worst imagine. way. I'm like, if I got put into a mass grave, I'd be mad too. And I'd be haunting some people. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. That sounds like a horror movie, the body man. Like ugh. I know. Right. It's so creepy. It sounds like a uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're like mm -hmm. the guys going through the streets. Yeah. Oh but, wow! Oof. I mad respect to those people living in that time. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now it's eerily feeling similar with everything going on. Uh, obviously, not to that extent, but still, just as just as well. We've had more than six hundred sixty-six deaths. Yeah, so. yeah. true. I'm I'm sure people believed it more yeah. <laughs> back then in savannah ah. well didn't they run out of cemetery space as well oh yes that's one of my favorite things to talk about i love to scare tourists with that because we have <laughs> um we have colonial park cemetery which is our largest cemetery and our oldest cemetery now they ran out of space in colonial park cemetery so they ended up just deciding well since we ran out of space anyways, let's just make the perimeter of Colonial Park Cemetery smaller and build on top of it. 
So they didn't move any of the bodies from uh, the areas that were going to now become construction sites. So most of the buildings that if you go anywhere a block in any direction from Colonial Park Cemetery, you're walking on top of a bunch of bodies. Oh, wow. Which is, and also, uh, when you're driving near it, uh, there's a lot of divots in the road because the bodies imploded oh, from gosh. being improperly buried. So Savannah does have a super bumpy road. Mm-hmm. We're all over the place. That's so okay. each one of those bumps is the body. That is. Oh, yeah. I, and that's why I love telling 50 year old uh, tourists, you know, like, like when they're walking around with their little drinks and they're taking cute like pictures and whatnot I'm like you're standing on top of a imploded body right now do you know that <laughs> that sounds like if Daria was your tour guide she'd be like <laughs> <laughs> exactly um now Kat and JJ have you guys been to Savannah before well I've been once but it was you know during the pandemic so we didn't okay. go to we didn't do any tours I, I really want to go back when it's Same. uh you know not uh mm-hmm. disease time to get a tour yeah. <laughs> i've i've been several times on like field trips and family trips and i had i have family um that live there and i'm pretty sure i've been on a haunted tour but it would have had to been in like my adult life because as a kid or teenager I would like wear headphones or not go or opt out of it if it was like a school trip because I would get so scared but there was I don't remember where we went see if this rings a bell for you um we were on a tour and we went to a restaurant I believe and they the restaurant obviously is so used to tours coming through there because we buy drinks and everything but we go out to the back patio and there's like a big tree or like a big roof or something and they, they say it's like a woman spirit that comes and you're supposed to take a picture. And if she wants to come out, you'll have like a orb in your photo or something like that. Does that ring any bells? It sounds like the pink house because they totally be the type to mm-hmm. <laughs> do something like that, which the pink house is a very haunted um, place. But I don't think I've ever heard of a, a ghost woman that opts for pictures with Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... the totally worked for the people that were like okay let's do yeah. it like get your t-shirt after you get the picture with her yeah absolutely so madison coming from kind of this haunted background and now you are in savannah did your childhood influence you wanting to do this like for you to go i mean i know you're also in school but did is that why you like to give these haunted tours and be part of the history in savannah Well, see, actually, well, I'm actually uh, out of school now because I just graduated in May of 2020. uh, Thank you. Um, But yeah, I graduated with a degree in performing arts. So uh, I kind of saw that opportunity that I was like, well, I'm an actor. I love entertaining people. I love just talking to people in general. And I really like ghost stories and I really want to go hang out in these creepy old houses. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, uh, see if I can get a job as a ghost tour guide. And I ended up getting one. And so it's been uh, a really fun thing for me because I've always, ever since I kind of realized I had that connection with spirits and whatnot, I wanted to just pursue it. So mm-hmm. and how do you not, I mean, this may sound kind of dumb to you, but how do you not get scared being surrounded by that all the time? 
honestly, you kind of just get really used to it. It feels normal to me at this point. I used to be horrified of it. It really freaked me out. Like I would go crying to my mom. I'm like, I don't want the ghosts to hurt me. And she was just like, they can't hurt you if you don't let them, you know? And um, so I think really what kind of got me over that is doing research and learning how to protect myself, protect my energy, um, how, if I don't like a certain spirit around me, how to get rid of it. So that's kind of made it more so that it's like, okay, well, I know if there's a spirit around me, it's not going to be something that's going to be harmful. And do you ever receive or like, uh, like hear spirits, uh, while you're giving your tours? Yes, all the time. Um, so in one of the houses, there's a spirit of a little boy, and he is a very active child. He's also like eight years old. So he's, you know, one of, you know how eight-year-olds are. They just don't really get the social cues of like, oh, I shouldn't talk to you right now. You're in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. So um, this one in particular, he will always, anytime I'm in the middle of like doing a story, he'll just completely sidetrack me and be like, who's that? Why are they here? Why are they doing this? Like, why are you guys just looking at my stuff? You know? And I'm like, will you go away? Will you just, I'm like, and so, and I'll look like I just completely am on a different planet. And my uh, guests will just ask me, they're like, are you okay? Like, are you, do you need water or something? I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Just got a little ghost boy talking to me that you can't see right now. Do you ever say that to them? Do you ever tell them? And it works sometimes. And sometimes they're like, oh my God, this one is crazy. <laughs> right. So what is like, the, have you, what's the most intense reaction you've had from someone on your tours? Oh gosh. Um, some people are really sensitive and they don't even know it. Um, and so on one tour, it was actually like my first tour I ever gave. And it freaked me out so badly because this man, he was, he walked onto the bus and he was like, I don't believe in ghosts. Like there's nothing you can do to convince me that ghosts exist. Like he was just the full hardcore skeptic. And I'm like, that's cool, dude. You're going to hear a lot of great history. That's fine. But he walks into the house and we go upstairs and I start going into uh, the different deaths and whatnot that have happened in the house. And he starts gripping at his chest and he's like hyperventilating. I'm thinking this man's having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So I like go up to him like, sir, are you okay? Do we need to call an ambulance? I'm like going into like freak out mode. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to like help this man through his heart attack. It's my first day. And then he goes, I just need to get out of this house. And so he runs down the stairs, runs out to the courtyard. At, um, after the tour had finished in the house, I go back out to him like, hey, are you, you feeling okay? He's like, I don't know what happened, but it literally felt like somebody was just grabbing my organs and squeezing them to the point where I couldn't breathe or feel anything. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> so yeah some, some and spirit after in that house. he believes in ghosts so yeah some spirit in that oh, house yeah. like not today random dude that thinks we're not here <laughs> so for us as skeptics that's exactly. the house that we need to go to mm-hmm. okay wait can i make a request yeah. if we yeah. come to savannah mm-hmm. uh you know uh safety and all that stuff what whenever we can get to savannah will you like 
can we somehow book you for our tour? Like, can you be our tour guide? Absolutely. Well, so I don't work for the company that I was working for when I first made my TikToks anymore, but I do private tours now, which is way more fun. Cool. Um, I also, yeah, I also, um, even cooler way to do it too is uh, we, I just started up a new theater actually uh, here in Savannah that brings to life the stories of um, those you know, like the Boo Hags and the Alice Riley's, which are all really um, crazy, cool stories that have occurred here in Savannah. Mm-hmm. We're bringing them to life in an immersive theater, which is going to be really awesome. It's called the That's Savannah. That's really Academy. cool. Yeah, yeah so you guys should definitely come to that too. We would love to. We're all like theater improv nerds. Yeah. So we're so down. Yeah. So Madison, since you've been doing these tours, can you maybe tell us a couple um, landmark locations where you've given tours and had experiences and maybe a little history on those locations? Even if you're not on a tour, like places in general. Okay, so my two places that I think are the most haunted places in Savannah that you can go to are uh, the Davenport House, Okay. Which is uh, the Davenport House was built uh, in the 1800s by Isaiah Davenport. It was kind of meant to be a showpiece because he was an architect. He wanted to show off all his skills and whatnot. Um, But Isaiah ended up dying. And so his wife had to open the house as a boarding house for a while. And then eventually... So uh, she had a lot of people coming in and out, but eventually she sold it to the Baynard family in South Carolina and they continued to run it as a boarding house until the uh, 1920s. And so they were, there were just constantly families coming through. There were points where there were like 13 families living in this house mm-hmm. at one time. Wow. And so, uh, and it got so worn down that it became uh, kind of a like seedier place to be, not really a, uh, a super happy place. And now when you go into it, it's very beautifully preserved. They did a wonderful job making it look like what it would have when Isaiah lived there. But I found that that house is more of a transient house now for spirits. So, uh, there's a lot of mirrors in the house that could be a part of it just because mirrors tend to act as portals between our realm and theirs. But also because so many people went through that house, there is a lot of different entities that just kind of come and go. Now, uh, especially there are children. That house is super intense with children mm. and they are horrifying um i actually had one experience in december when i was working in the house it was uh i was in it by myself i was working as just like the caretaker you know i would uh when they brought the groups in, i'd take them around the house tell them about the history all the ghosties and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i was in between tours so i get on facetime with my fiance And I'm like, hey, you want me to take you around this really creepy house? Because upstairs, there's no electricity. So it was just complete darkness. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's really creepy up there. And we always hear things. So might as well take you on a a little uh, excursion. And so I take him upstairs where I had the camera facing out. I get to the top of the second story 
uh, landing and he just looks or he just says to me, he's like, what is that? And I look up and there's just a figure of a little boy standing there, like clear as day. Oh my gosh. Like he literally looked. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, and, um, so I got really overwhelmed because immediately when I like made eye contact with him, I just got this overwhelming sensation of you do you just interrupted something you do not need to be a part of right now so um yeah and it but it was crazy because I'd just been up there earlier to get ropes to block off that area and then when I went up at the end of the night still no little boy there and so uh but I got it on photo well my fiance took a screenshot of it because he saw it on FaceTime and I could see it in person like he was that full bodied of an entity which I personally never experienced in my entire life so do you still have that photo i do yes is that something that you could potentially email us we'd love to see it absolutely i can send it to you it is the creepiest photo why why are children ghosts like 10 times scarier than all of other ghosts right i'm that's what i'm saying and that's why i say the davenport is the scariest not even because the spirits are really mean it's just children ghosts are just creepy yeah madison i know you said you hear the ghost are you able to talk back to them and then they talk to you or is it like a one-way experience usually it's kind of broken um messages so like i'll hear like certain words that they say and then i can talk to them back but i'm not going to get like a complete sentence like we can't have a full conversation like how i'm having with you so i got you so it's not like a casper experience it's just exactly yeah like i i'll say something to them and i'll hear like a key word and then i can take my own interpretation with my intuition from there have you ever felt a sense of danger in any of these houses or is it always kind of like oh that might have been a little scary but i mean i was safe at the end of the day um one particular house the andrew lowe house i've definitely not felt safe in that house ever um so i i've actually made a whole tiktok series on this that i'm gonna be reposting uh because my former job made me remove it because uh it's it's not 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 everybody likes to hear about their house having demons and that's fair but you Mm -hmm. know it is what it is um but i am thoroughly convinced that there is a demon in that house just because um everything that i experienced with it really uh just kind of leads you to believe if you're if you're looking at like classical demonology studies and whatnot because there was one room in particular anytime you walked in it it just reeked of like rotting flesh and sulfur but uh, nobody else around me could smell it. <laughs> and then just some other occurrences. Like I saw, I had one time where there's one particular entity of a little girl in that house. Now there's never been a reported death of a little girl in that house. So there's really not a reason why she'd be there. But uh, I mean, spirits can be, transient and whatnot they can arrive in different places if they choose to but it's rather rare for that to happen but uh the thing is with this one is uh she 
has something that she's really, she has an energy that's very off about her. And usually she has facial features that are off about her. She never looks the same in any photos that we've caught in or got of her. And so uh, the craziest experience I had with her was one night I was locking up and I see her run across the hallway. So normally I don't go following them, but for some reason I felt compelled to follow this spirit. So I walked over to where she ran and I look under the sofa and standing there, or well, hunched over under it is just this black creature. And it was like literally standing on its fingertip. Ew. Whoa. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. It, it like makes me so stressed out to even think about like, just cause that one was like, Super, super vivid. And I, like I said, I've never experienced something really of that nature. But ever since then, I just walked, anytime I went into that house, I just got a very overwhelming sensation of you are not welcome here. Right. Something is very negative inside of this house. Um, and a lot of people don't even like to spend time in the house for long periods of time because it gives them headaches and it uh, gives them chest pain. Uh, like I could not breathe anytime I was upstairs in that house. Yeah. It's definitely that house where I did not feel safe. So I had to like up my wards anytime I went mm -hmm. into it. So yeah. That's so creepy. And I'm terrified to go there if we ever go to Savannah. Yeah. Oh okay. God. So, so our friends, uh, were, were on this podcast when we first started and they talked about a really haunted place they stayed at in Savannah. I'm not gonna say it because I wanna hear what your second, what you think the second most haunted place in Savannah is to see if it's the same thing. But it, if it's not, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> well, I have a second most haunted place, but if you're talking hotels, I have a guess and I think it's the Marshall House. Am I right? That's okay, exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's it. But is yeah. that just like a really famously known, super like most haunted place in Savannah? It's super Hotel. haunted. It's actually the first place that I had a haunted experience in Savannah, but it wasn't when I moved here for school. I actually had it when I was 12 years old. Oh. So um, at that point, I was still, you know, kind of learning how to deal with my ghostly intuitions and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um, I was staying with my father and we were just staying the night there uh, on our way to visit family in North Carolina. And so uh, it was probably around like 12, 30, one o'clock in the morning. And I just suddenly got woken up because I felt someone pushing down on my shoulders. Like they were sitting on me and pushing my shoulders down, Whoa. but I couldn't see anyone. And it wasn't like a sleep paralysis thing because I could still move my arms and my legs, but it just felt like an invisible force. And then when it released, it felt like someone took my arm and yanked it out to the side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the TVs burst on and it's literally the exorcist that oh, turns oh on. God. And I'm like, this is just a bad omen. So I'm like crying. I'm like, what is happening? And I jump into bed with my dad and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, there's something here. There is something here. I don't know what it is. And it's pulling on my arms and we need to leave now. And so come to find out, that's what we stayed in one of the more haunted rooms which is uh 314 feels like a very haunted number yeah it does sound it familiar. Is. I, I know there's like uh like 
whatever numbers like the room number and the shining gets like passed down a lot and it kind of feels like like oh, it's yeah. got bad numbers vibes <laughs> it does have bad numbers vibes and um i researched into it and apparently a lot of people have that experience uh, uh people feeling like their arms are getting pulled out to the side and it's because it used to be a union hospital and mm -hmm. so that's where they did all the amputations during oh the war so oh like, my feeling God. is like yeah is someone literally making sure my arm doesn't need to be amputated i'm like well never again we're not doing that so <laughs> i'd like See, my arm that kind of goes into my theory of like really intense emotions and traumas that happen in a room or on a stage or at a place uh that energy that's just kind of left behind and and people experiencing the same thing that those people went through absolutely that oh yeah sure. no that's a that's a total theory uh that a lot of people have it's um it's usually referred to as like residual hauntings. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of times when you're hearing like footsteps or like doors opening and closing and stuff, it's usually because it's a residual haunting. That's almost like a, a playback of an event. Mm -hmm. So those are super, super common. This Have one just happens to be really intense. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anyone seen like a, a full bodied apparition at the Marshall house? Yes. Um, so there is a nurse that typically walks down the halls on the third floor. And so a lot of times people will see her like literally in the middle of the night. It's just a union nurse covered in blood. And I'm like, that oh sounds my gosh. Oh God. Yeah. That's terrifying. I know our, our friend mentioned waking up in the middle of the night and seeing like someone in a, a soldier's uniform just sitting in his hotel room is like that... staring at him oh. yeah, totally, yeah I, I could totally see that happening a lot of people died in that uh place oh y'all want to hear a creepy thing about the marshall house too yeah yes. was no. that was that like i said they did a lot of amputations there and they ran out of places to put the limbs so they ended up hiding them under the floorboards at the Marshall House Ooh. and one of the winters was really uh abnormally cold for Savannah and it actually flash froze all the limbs and it took until the 80s for them to thaw <gasps> so uh, one day some people at the Marshall House just they're coming into work and it just smells like rotting flesh and they're like why does it smell like rotting flesh and they go looking around and they literally lifted up the floorboards and found thousands of limbs that were like perfectly, uh, um, you know, preserved because of the ice. I'm like, that sounds like that the worst is... day ever at work. My mind is blown. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I mean, the only thing I had ever had to worry about in any of the places I worked at was if someone left their food in the fridge for too long. Um, just exactly. like that smell. I can't imagine the smell of rotting flesh being like a workplace hazard. I will oh not God. be staying at that hotel, you guys. <laughs> it's I beautiful though. I bet it's beautiful. I'll go in it and I'll look around. I'll visit you guys in your room, but I cannot imagine myself making it through a night there. So Madison, um, you have kind of a wide array of experiences. What is your thoughts on like psychics and mediums? Do you also believe in that? Or do you think that's a little far-fetched or how do you feel about that part? Oh of the yeah, no, I, 
I totally believe in it. I mean, technically, I would be considered a medium. So uh, I definitely believe in what I'm experiencing. And I know other people uh, do have that same experience. Now, the people that like go on TV, like that claim to be like the psychic medium, and they have these intense moments with random people that a lot of the time, it's very far fetched. Mm-hmm. because um, I'm sure they might have some psychic intuition and whatnot, but if they're, you know, making a career of, like, getting a bunch of people in a group and they are, like, they pick out one person from the audience that they're just being drawn to, it's more than likely a hoax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, there's a lot of science behind that where, you know, people – can uh, manipulate their questions into giving uh, the the person who's answering, giving them the information they wanted so that it seems like, oh, there's no way this person could have known it, but they're actually just being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a lot of those uh, TV psychics do. But there's definitely quite a few out there that, and I feel like the people who do have it try not to like, push it onto other people if that makes sense interesting yeah Yeah. my favorite psychic moment on the podcast so far has been when one told jj to be careful because he was going to get a hernia (laughs) and i did not get a hernia oh well i don't know if it's because i was being careful or if it was a because it was bullshit, but who knows? <laughs> she really covered your ass on that one, JJ. Yep. I'm really glad you guys said a hernia this time instead of. Well, I was trying to remember said, what the runner was on that, but I couldn't remember. They both that. were like, "Oh yeah, we did not. I did not get that." And it was something like, "Oh, it was a hemorrhoid." Like hemorrhoid. <laughs> a hemorrhoid. I was just like, <laughs> words mixed up. I'm like, you guys, that's nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Madison, so JJ is probably the most skeptic of all of us. But as we said, we've kind of probably all risen a little bit on our belief a meter. Um, <gasps> what was that? That was me dropping a quarter. I don't know if you took that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for everyone who's like, there was a ghost at this part of the recording, it was a quarter. <laughs> so if if we all did come to Savannah and we wanted to take JJ somewhere to have the most likelihood of having some kind of supernatural experience that would make him a believer, where would you suggest we go? The Davenport House. No. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Ghost kids all the way. They're so active and they love it. And especially if they think that you don't believe, they find you an easy target. So, oh my goodness. What, um, yeah. wait, what was the second place that you think is the most haunted place in Savannah? So, the second place I would say is the Hampton Lillibridge house. Okay. Uh, because it's actually, uh, oh gosh, it's, it's such an intense energy um, anytime you come near it. But it's, actually the only house in savannah that has had a exorcism and it was a failed exorcism Mm. and it's killed two people inside of it uh one from suicide and one was an employee who was employed to uh renovate the house and he literally just got brutally murdered after he had gotten possessed by the spirit that was there because uh, one day they actually like a group of the employees were there and one of them was upstairs and they hear like a loud thud. 
So the other employees go upstairs to check on the guy and they come up and the dude's literally on his face, clawing at the ground, screaming. And so, um, and then two days later he died on the, on the job site. Oh my gosh. Yeah. By the ceiling falling through. So do people experience, is it like audio or do they see? Oh, it's a lot. Um, so the turnover rate for that house is like six months. Um, and it's like a multi-million dollar house. So for people to move out, it's gotta be something pretty intense. Uh, but a lot of people, uh, explain that they hear the sounds of glass breaking, like someone's walking, but instead of footsteps, it literally sounds like glass breaking every step they take. Oh and it, did you guys ever read uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? Mm-mm. No, but I've heard, uh, no, but I've heard. Um, oh, yeah. It's relevant. Well, so yeah. one of the main characters, uh, Jim Williams, he's an actual person. He lived here in Savannah for a long time. He actually owned the house when it killed the employee and he was staying there and he said that he would often get chased by the spirit uh into a room and so and it would and if he left he literally thought he was going to get murdered by this thing because it was such a strong force and he claimed that he would sleep with a gun under his pillow in case that it tried to murder him in his sleep so Yeah, now, do you cool. recommend guns as a way of protecting yourself against evil spirits? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to do anything for you. You work but... against ghosts and tornadoes. You just, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So but... do people people still live in these houses? or? Oh, yeah. These... Oh, well, my goodness. Honestly, it's harder to find a place in Savannah that isn't haunted. You kind of just have to accept you're going to get something. Just hope you get a better spirit than that. Yeah. So like the house. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was going to ask what you were probably about to tell us. Uh, The place you're living at now. Is that haunted? Yep. I just moved here um, and uh, into this house and it is very haunted. It drives my fiance crazy. Um, I did a a really deep like cleansing of this house when we first moved in. So I kind of drove all the negative spirits out, but there's one that's really lingered. And um, my fiance has a a quirk about him where he has to have all the doors locked constantly or it drives him crazy. And so we'll be sitting out in the living room and we'll go over to our bedroom that has a door that leads out to the backyard and it will literally just be wide open even though the door has been deadbolted and locked on the handle so there's no way like a draft would have opened it and it freaks him out because he's like oh my gosh did somebody get in the house i'm like no it's a ghost and um when we walked into the house for the first time to tour it i literally told him like there's a man living in this house and he's like no there's not it's empty and like no there's a man that lives here he's a ghost and Um, So he like opens doors a lot, like uh, we'll come into the house at the end of the night or uh, when we're coming home and all the lights will be on, like literally even like the oven light will be on. Uh, We'll wake up and like all the cabinets are open, things will be moved. So it's nothing intense, but he's kind of a prankster. And I think it's because he irritates um, my husband or my fiance. So yeah. You For say sure. nothing intense, but I would lose my mind if that was happening. Yeah. In my house. 
Well, it's funny because I swore I like saw the little picture behind you move, but I think the angle is just making the shadow looks like it's moving. But I thought it was like flat against the wall. The flower oh, no. behind you. Oh yeah. No, it's a little raised, but I would not be surprised to be. I wish it would just fall off the wall right now. (laughs) (laughs) So great. I do not. So Madison, before we get you out of here, I am curious, have you done virtual tours of Savannah during the pandemic? I have not, but that's a genius idea. I think I should definitely explore. So maybe at some point, um, if we could get some fans involved, we could all log into like a Zoom or something and and maybe get you to do a virtual tour for us of maybe like, you know, like a location. You don't have to drag us all around town, but uh, maybe that would be kind of fun. Something Absolutely. To do. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. not, not those houses though. I can't handle it. Okay, maybe <laughs> those houses. I'm not in charge. I just have to say yes. Only <laughs> those houses. Oh, and I know what I was, there was. No, that'd uh, be amazing. And there was one more thing that I kind of like to ask people that are uh, really clairvoyant. Um, do you watch horror movies at all? Because I'm always curious to what you all relate to as being the closest to your perception of reality with the supernatural. I love horror movies. I actually, um, my fiance makes horror movies and he puts me as the demon in all of them. Oh my so, goodness. <laughs> because I do the most accurate demon of all. So it's... <laughs> It works out great in my favor, actually. I love it. I love horror movies. It's more so fun uh, to see other people's interpretations of the supernatural. I'm like, that's not real. That's is there, not is there one that sticks out that you feel is real? Um, honestly, Paranormal Activity did a really fine job, you know, with wow. it. Um, I wouldn't say... I would believe that a spirit would pull you out of bed if you stuck your leg out because your leg was hot. But, you know, that's just me. Um, But it it definitely I could totally see like a spirit. Like if you put like, you know how they did the scene where they put the flower out on the floor and it Mm -hmm. made the footprints. Mm -hmm. I could I could totally see that happening in a house in Savannah. And it's made me tempted to try it. So I think they, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, man crazy um well thank you so much for coming on is there any because i know you um act and do different things there's any projects you want to plug before we get you out of here absolutely yeah y'all come see uh the savannah underground we are opening in march uh, I will be playing a demon in it. I um, think I do a rather good job. You can douse me in holy water. It's going to be really fun. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an immersive experience. Uh, so it's uh, our website is the savannahunderground.com. You can get tickets there. It's going to be really awesome. We're telling the stories of Alice Riley, the Gullah Geechee ancient story of the Boo Hag, which is super creepy mm-hmm. and terrifying. And then the hampton lillibridge house story of course which is my favorite so it's gonna be really fun awesome and if our uh, listeners are going to savannah and want to book a tour with you how would they get in touch um so if you go to my instagram i'm gonna be setting up soon a uh, instagram just for uh, my private tours so just keep an eye out on instagram my instagram is maddieray.art so it's m-a-d-i r-a-e dot art and um, i'll be posting soon about uh, how you can book private tours and whatnot and is your tiktok under the same name or is that under a different name oh yeah tiktok's going to be under maddieray.art also 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I know we have been wanting to get somebody on from Savannah and goodness knows you have had all the experiences. So thank you for sharing that with us. I can't wait to come and uh, take a tour with you. I've like set on it. So that's going to be yeah, and that virtual tour. Let's do it, y'all. That's going to be super fun. Ooh. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a good rest of the night. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with everything. Thank you. Have a great night, y'all. Thanks. Thank you, you too. Too. Bye. Bye. Wow, guys. So you ready to go to Savannah and get our private tour of all this ghosty goodness? Oh yes. My gosh, yeah. I am excited because I know there's an end point and we will be leaving and not going back to a haunted hotel, which you guys are welcome to go to one, but <laughs> you don't understand. It would be really funny for you guys. And like, I'm sure we'd get some good like recordings of me freaking out, but I don't think I would sleep at it, all. It would not be funny for the entire night. <laughs> it, would, it would get old i would freak well, out, I if, my, shut it off, so. if my arm got pulled out of bed by uh, an invisible being yeah that wouldn't i would freak out i would yeah. just scream so actually it would be good if if we were to stay at a haunted hotel and cat had a different place and then if we got attacked by a ghost uh, doctors trying to amputate our limbs then you're the backup hotel room Right, come to me. Yeah. The, you know what would happen is I would go to another hotel that isn't that I think isn't haunted, and then I would <laughs> probably get haunted, and you guys wouldn't. Yeah. You would be at like an Econo Lodge, and there would just be like some sketchy traveling businessman ghost. Oh gosh. Yeah, that I um I obviously like we all know Savannah has a pretty dark history of of, of trauma. I did not realize that these streets had people buried underneath them and then that causes divots in the road. That's pretty horrifying. The divot thing is real creepy. I mean, just to think about that next time we're in Savannah and driving uh, downtown, just that's all I'm going to be thinking about is every bump. What was more creepy though, that or all the arms underneath the floorboard of that hotel? (laughs) Definitely the arms. See, the arms is kind of cool to me. I know that sounds weird, but like it was actually like a medical thing that was going on. And I know it's creepy that they just like put all the arms and limbs there and and forgot about them. But that's like a real thing that happened. The creepy thing to me is walking up a staircase that's usually blocked off. And there's like a child that's like get the f out of here like turn around you and know? we have to remind her to send us that picture i'm always really curious to see what these pictures look like that people claim have a ghost in it you know yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know arms under a floorboard like she said that that didn't they didn't find it till the 80s i mean you could have been staying there and gotten like an arm souvenir that like there probably had to be hundreds yeah. of arms under there i mean these floorboards must have been so well insulated yeah <laughs> out until in like savannah which is so hot and sticky yeah that's a good point that's weird i'm we're gonna have to look that up online because there has to be literature uh, on the internet about that because that's such an insane experience yeah i feel like that's one of those things you see on like tiktok or youtube where somebody's like in 1980 arms were found under a floorboard yeah (laughs) that voice that those people do (laughs) there's so many self-made scientists on tiktok yeah (laughs) i like that self-made scientists (laughs) also if you're on tiktok and don't follow us yet come give us a follow i'm we're attempting to make some fun content and uh, just create with other users. So yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Kat, oh. you've been killing the content lately. I watched, um, the one you posted where it cycles through all the images of our 
podcast. I watched that like 10 times today where it's you screaming or you know, that scream. Like, I don't know. Right. It's such a fun video. Yeah. It's not cool. I, I don't have every single episode on there, but, um, it's fun to see like the little ghost guy just kind of stay yeah. in the, the whole time. <laughs> Every yeah. now and then he changes per, uh, expressions. <laughs> and that scream, for some reason, it's like, you just kind of kind of want to listen to it over and over again. I don't know if it's like with the music or what, but it's a lot of it fun. It is a soothing scream. It's trending yeah. big time on like social media stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. People use it a lot for like transitions and well, showing off their style. But I was like, this sounds like my scream when I listen to ghost stories. Oh, so... <laughs> I would definitely be screaming if I had any of those experiences that Madison had. It it always kind of like creeps me out a little how calm some of these guests are about their lifelong experiences with the supernatural. I just, that's so hard for me to relate to with just like my one little experience that I had as a kid. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So if we go on a tour when it's safe, hopefully we can all get vaccinated in the next six months. How far are you guys willing to go? Are are we willing to stay the night in a haunted place? I want to stay or? the night at the Marshall. I have House already personally. said this four <laughs> times. I will not be staying there, but I will go with you to unpack your stuff and then go on the tour, and then I will find someone else to stay with. I feel and like if if we wanted to do it like horror movie style, we would set up live streams and put it on Twitch for our fans of like just where they could watch us sleep and see if anything spooky happens. You know, like yeah, that'd some... be pretty cool. Well, I sleep in the nude, so those fans, those, <laughs> those Patreon subscribers are gonna have to up their fee. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And if you guys haven't checked out our Patreon, make sure you go check it out. It's a patreon.com slash real hauntings. We're putting out bonus content every month and it's a really cheap, easy way to support the podcast. For those of you that are already following us on Patreon, we really, really appreciate it. If that's not really your thing and you maybe don't have the money, obviously we know things are tight right now with the pandemic. One thing you can do to support us is go into iTunes. Even if you use an Android device to listen to us and you don't use iTunes, you can still go there, make an account. If you can um, rate and review the podcast, of course, we really appreciate a five-star rating. That helps us out so much. Uh, and we really appreciate everything our fans do. But um, those are two ways to easily support the podcast. Yeah. And real quick, um, I'm thinking about that immersive play that she's putting on and, and the theater that she's opening. Super cool. Um, I would love to see that. But to give you a preview of how I would react to, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's like, she says immersive. So we're going to be getting scared a lot. I once saw Shrek 4D and uh, there's a part where like all these mice ran out and they like blew like air fans under our feet. And I like peed my pants on this. And like they, when Shrek sneezes, they like squirt you with water. Um, if it's anything like Shrek, I'm going to be really scared. So if it's as terrifying as Shrek 4D, it's going to be a difficult experience for you. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.